0: Ah, hello everyone. My name is, uh, let me get that microphone closer. My name is Dean Lexer, and welcome back to another, that was a bit too loud, I suppose, another podcast, pointless, meaningless, but maybe not today. Maybe today is not so meaningless after all, because I'd like to talk about something that really, um, really gets on my nerves, <laughs> as usual. And no, it's not about Tinder, and it's not about the illnesses of the music industry, and it's not about one of my ex-girlfriends. No, 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 it's it's not about that. It's a topic I wanted to talk about before. I sort of always got distracted, you know, I started talking about something else, then I started talking about Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel is somebody I absolutely adore and love, which you can see in the lists of my, my podcasts and previous discussions. Um... I'm not a music buff or an expert, but I just know what I like. And I keep coming back to good old Gabe. But that's a different story. I'm, we're all sitting here waiting for the new album to come, you know, to arise. We're not quite sure when. We were never sure for over 20 years, I suppose, you know, when... Uh, I think quite, quite uh, uh, truthfully speaking, 20 years ago exactly... Um. Or Almost exactly. Gabriel released his last true studio album, which was actually a pretty good one. I did like it. And ever since then, we've been just, you know, sitting around here and uh, waiting for something else to happen. And uh, something did happen. He did release some material. He did produce some material, but it wasn't really his work. Only, you know, consequently you would bump into a song or two over the years maybe 3 if you, if you're lucky then collaborations with other artists like um one republic uh that i can recall then there's another group out, out there as well i think arcade fire was was the group's uh, group's name and uh well that song i might get back into that stuff some other time to get, you know, more in detail with those tracks that were released over the years. And, of course, B-side tracks, the ones that got lost uh, in history, you know, when you never bought a single from from a man like him or any other artist, it, it might have been hard to actually accidentally bump into this kind of music before the internet days. So that's a nice topic I'd, I'd like to discuss, you know, do some digging on these old... Um, uh, lyrics and old fossils of the music industry, or from Gabriel's career, but like I said, that's another story. No, what I wanted to talk about today, and I'd like to, to you know, pass on through these other updates about my private life, there's nothing much going on except work, studying, still writing the novel and so forth, and um, not drawing very much. There is uh there is something I'd like to do, but I barely have time for it, and I have a pretty tight schedule for this weekend, so uh, it's it's going to be it's going to stay that way for a couple of days because I'm on vacation soon in September and going to Athens. That is a different story in and of itself, and I'm going to talk about that as well and report some some interesting findings. I won't be there for too long, just a week, and when I get back home, I'm going to go off uh, to Switzerland. I'm going to see an old friend of mine, an old client, so to speak, and that's going to be my, my, my vacation. I will be on tour the entire time, and I don't think I will have time for a podcast in between, unless, of course, I have something funny or angry to say. But for today... It's going to be about something that I always, always um, hated, to be honest, which is um, basically everything concerning extremism and the way we people live today with our values and, you know, choices we make and the, the inability to actually live together properly. Not just we as a people, but we as, as a race all across the world, and I think, uh, for me personally, it seems to be getting getting worse, not for 100% of the population, but for a great portion of these people. I think that um, we're going down the drain faster than we can actually look. And I think, in parts, it's because of extremist behavior. And extremism has many faces, I think, personally, at least. I'm not a psychologist, but I, I think... That I do understand how that works and why people jump to all of these these ideologies and rabbit holes and never find their way back, or at least hardly you know and before I get down to these to these things what I'd like to 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 talk about what causes these extremist behaviors, this fanatical you know being completely. Um, convinced that they are the only ones who are enlightened and the only ones doing the righteous thing of pushing through with their their opinions and ideologies um, right through society. And we have many of those faces and groups these days. You know, social, of course, we have political issues, we have uh, racist issues, we have scientific, well, not really scientific, let's say pseudo-scientific fanatics who think they know better than real scientists and we have uh, of course religion religion is a a big no-no which should be discussed at some point maybe not necessarily in this podcast but I will mention it for sure and uh, uh, maybe some other things that I might you know that might pop into my mind for sure and um yeah what I mean we all have let's start from the beginning. We all have values, right I mean we value something, family, maybe maybe we value friendship or we have certain beliefs that really that we hold dear to us, maybe we have someone we we follow and and admire like parents, if it's not your father or mom, maybe it's a superstar that you really enjoy, you know like like I do Peter Gabriel or maybe you like David Bowie um you know we had some hardcore fanatics about michael jackson uh still have we still have people who are completely madly in love with elvis and i understand why i do i do listen to elvis myself and uh, we have uh people who value uh their 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 pets their dogs their children their wives and um their their job you know their work their projects their their art and then there is a step when you when you overstep that line. When you, th- there's there's a a border when you breach through that border, I think that <laughs> you're going to be in for a treat. Maybe not uh, noticeable for yourself, but everyone else will. And that's where extremism sort of begins, or at least it can begin. It does have the potential to develop out of uh, normal. Values and and love for a value maybe or ideology of some sort that is at first point maybe private to you and then people go overboard and they think they must go a step further and they have to shout and scream their truth so to speak into the world to other people and make them believe the same stuff and sometimes they use violence for that so my question has always been for many years, why exactly do people do that? What causes that sort of transition, this transformation from being a, let's say, normal human being, maybe even decent, into a completely obscure person with an ideology that, that will be defended at any cost, no matter who's debating that person, no matter who is attacking the person, maybe not not physically, of course, but if someone is criticized for their beliefs, for their opinions and, and values and whatnot, um, you know, they they get they feel attacked, they feel threatened, and they have to defend themselves. Most of them do, and they love doing that. And I think, especially in this day and age, it has become more more uh, visual to us, thanks to the internet and to TV media and all that. And I do believe that this kind of behavior was never really a topic in the 1950s or the 1960s, with the exception of maybe religion. But I think people would rather leave you alone and they were more focused on their own lives, you know, trying to survive, doing a job, raising a family perhaps, even if they were not perfect. And, you know, we had some very crass role-splitting where women had less to say than men, of course. So I don't want to say that these times were necessarily better or anything, but... We had those times and it worked, to some degree at least, and we never had this extremist behavior as concentrated and as vastly spread out through the world like we have now. I think that's also because of the access to information over the internet and the the modern media, and not necessarily because the information is correct, but there is still information and it can be accessed from all sides. No matter where you are, on your phone, your computer, your, your tablet, basically mostly your phone, right? And uh, you just can't really evade that you know, unless you want to really consciously make that decision. I'm not going online anymore. But, you know, how many people do that? You know, most, most people go online because that's the world we live in now. It's the norm, And with that norm comes new territory, and with that territory, new uh, forms of information that can, can, or at least have the potential to poison your mind, to manipulate you in in thinking otherwise, to indoctrinate you in thinking something very specific, and trying to follow uh, this this line of new belief, or maybe even, uh, you know, win you over as a member of some kind of club. And I'm not a fan of clubs, really. I'm, I'm not really myself in any club. I'm not religious. I used to be when I was younger. But that's another story. The, um, I do believe I understand how that works because I remember days where I was religious. Let's maybe get back to that. And when I had debates with friends, I would still defend my personal view on religion and God. And I was, uh, I was a young, young teenager back then. Okay, I was like around 13, 14. Uh, and, and somewhere down that line, not older than 16. Because w- when, I w- when I reached 16, that's when I started rethinking my, uh, my point of view and my values and um, my personal connection to religion, what I thought of religion. And uh, that's when I sort of realized it's not working for me. And that's when I stepped out of church officially. I just ended my membership, so to speak, and I am, by definition, you could say, more atheist than agnostic, at least. Um, And that's when I moved from there to a new kind of of focused belief system, where I just believe in whatever value that I find interesting at the time, you know. Um, But I remember my reaction my emotional reaction to uh, anybody who was questioning me or anybody who wanted to debate this issue you know no matter if someone wanted to debate some kind of god or some kind of religion with me and if i was angry for some reason because i felt threatened in my position i would defend myself verbally pretty harshly and put my heart and soul into that you know and i did that later on in years as well when i debated somebody who was actually an asshole and a douchebag but i debated him nonetheless in in a different aspect this time it was mirrored completely it was the other way around that person was a diehard christian and believed that christianity was just failsafe. it was the way to go the number one and i met many of these people and i tried to debate him into saying that that religion is basically fake and I'm not trying to defend that position today. I'm not trying to win you over on that. I don't care. But back then when I was younger and, and much hot-headed into this this field, I would bust head through the glass, so to speak, and really debate him to the ground in trying to convince him that, that Jesus was an alien and not a human being, for example, which is still something I would find possible today that Jesus Christ was not really a human being. I think there's a possibility that he might have been alien or maybe just, you know, something a different kind of life form that we have no knowledge of and he was here on earth, you know, and did did something of value and then disappeared again. That's just one interpretation. I'm not saying that it's that I'm correct, but I think it's more realistic to me to think that than to think that he was actually the son of God, but that's a different story. The point I'm making is um while I was younger and I was really heavily focused on that stuff you know I was reading more about it I was reading more about religion and uh also conspiracy theories as well and anything that had something to do with UFOs and UFO sightings and you know this this kind of of stuff and yes I know it's a rabbit hole itself and you really have to be careful what you you get yourself into there and I am personally still a believer that alien life does exist. It should exist. Um, I think the chance is pretty, pretty high enough that we might find life out there. I'm not quite sure how intellig- intelligent that life is, however. But that's a, that's a different uh, topic for another time. This would actually explode this, this podcast for today. I'm, I'm more focused on this extremism shit. And with that extremism, like I said, I do remember my own reaction to it, my belief, and that I thought for a moment in time that I really knew the answer to a specific idea or, or topic. And I knew, I just fucking knew that everyone was wrong and I was right. And that's dangerous. I have to admit that. That is really, really dangerous. Even if I had proof, which I didn't. Even if I had proof. Uh, even then it would be, I think, even, even more disturbing for other people to listen to me because they can't see the proof that I have. And maybe I can't even see the proof myself. And the question again is, you know, how did, did that happen? Where does that come from? This this uh, possession of, of, of sorts, being possessed by an idea. And defending it with your teeth and just crawling your way into someone's own life or opinion, even and ready to fight, you know, just feeling ready to defend yourself on your belief. And I think, because of my own experience, um, I think it is really, it just comes down to one thing, and that is emotion. It has never been anything else but emotion. No matter what timeline, no matter what year, what century, which era, it doesn't matter. It was always and always will be about emotion because, because we can't live without them, right? We can't just walk out the door and say, look, uh, today I'm going to be super logical about everything. Nothing can really hurt me. It's all about the facts and numbers, and it's all good. Some of us can actually live like that, but many of us cannot. I would say the majority of the people can't do that. You know, it's, 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 uh, I think it's too complicated. It's a bit tight here. I have to, I have to sit differently in my chair. <sighs> I'm getting old here. Okay, I'm sitting a bit further away from the microphone. I hope you don't mind. I have to relax here. My, my back is stiff. My spine is fucked up. I'm doing great, but for some reason I'm, I have cramps all over my spine. <laughs> it feels like I've dislocated something. But who cares? Mm. In case you're wondering, I'm drinking something like a watered-down apple juice. It's, um, it's no alcohol today. I'm, I'm going to drink sometime tonight, I suppose, because I'm, um, I'm going to leave afterwards, after this podcast, and make myself ready for a birthday dinner. A friend of mine has his 38th birthday. And he doesn't go out very much, but today he wanted to to pay for dinner. So I was a bit hesitating because the restaurant is crap. But I said, okay, why not? You know, I'm just going to order something small and be done with that. I suppose. Um, the most, yeah, I'm getting off track. Going back to the emotional side of extremism, I think that. Um, there's also the question of intelligence that should be, uh, that should be mentioned. I think that, you know, I, I don't want to say that dumb people are the ones who always fall into this extremism crap. It's not necessarily true. I've met lots of people who were, let's say, uh, more simple in their lives, not as knowledged, not as interested in anything at all. They didn't care much about science, they didn't care much about discoveries about new technologies and all that kind of stuff. They didn't care much about economics. They just cared about having food on their table, being able to pay the bills, you know, and just living a completely simple life. And they were not in any shape or form interested in any kind of ideology. They didn't give a shit. Now, I'm not sure if they were just more uh, careless about everything or if they really were, let's say not as intelligent to actually follow up on some topic and learn a thing or two but it just didn't work with them right and it's uh they were nice people you know completely uh, completely fine you would have a blast with them if you went out um but they would not fall into these extremist traps of of any kind and they sure didn't have any tendencies to to, to follow even any kind of these ideas. but other people who are maybe intelligent enough to find distraction in these topics, they could actually uh, for some reason uh, fall into this this this, this, the, these, the, this category of let's say new discovery, okay, something that uh, falls into their attention or into the, their lap, and they think to themselves, yeah, you know, this is quite interesting. This, this person might be on to something. And I think hyper-intelligent people, I don't think they can be extreme at all, aside from their their appearance, probably, their social awkwardness, eventually. But following into some kind of extremist movement is also beyond that. I think people who are just too dumb for their own good and are satisfied with everything in their lives, they don't care. They don't don't care what you want. They don't understand the need for it. That's the point. They don't understand the need for something that is of value to others. Why should it be of value to them? They don't see the point. And other people who are hyper-intelligent, or let's say much more than the average person, like much more than me, of course, just wouldn't even waste their time with this kind of stuff. They want real facts. They want, uh, they want to wrap their head around something that means something to them. It can be artwork. It can be science. It could be uh, engineering or just inventing something brand new. Like, for, for example, uh, Elon Musk, who I personally think would never be capable of, of, of true extremism. You know, He had some emotional reactions toward Putin. We know that. We followed that. But I think he's intelligent enough to know when to stop, right? When to focus on th- on something that is really important and not just being fed up of, you know, some other stupid people wasting his time. So I think that's, that's a fair assessment to make, that hyper-intelligent people do not care about other people's ideology. You know, at least they shouldn't. And then you have people who think they know everything, who are not intelligent enough to understand the facts truly and to analyze them properly, but they're not stupid enough to not notice it, to not notice the material, or as they say in their own words, they see the dots of information and all they do is connect the dots and all of a sudden they understand everything. That's what they claim. And one of those those people who said that, who said exactly that is David Icke. David Icke is a British uh, former uh, Fußball, I almost said the German word Fußball. He was a football player in Great Britain, and he was also a uh, football or sports newscaster at one point. Then he uh, sort of lost his marbles and said he was the son of God and went with that statement on the air. And you can see from his, his behavior that he was extremely naive at the time, and he had good intentions to, to to share this knowledge with the world. I mean, you can you can you can watch uh, his his very famous uh, appearance on TV because it was of course recorded and uploaded on YouTube for everyone to enjoy and to laugh about, or laugh at. And uh, he never really uh, you know settled down from that. Instead, he kept on moving forward in his own way of thinking, discovering, as he says, more and more truths and debunking lies and trying to educate people and enlighten them with his knowledge. And he has a cult following of millions of people around the world following this kind of stuff. And he's also the one stating that, or one of those people stating that we have reptilian shapeshifters in society, you know, doing this, doing that, infiltrating uh, the government, manipulating the government, controlling the government, all this, this, this stuff, you know, controlling maybe even the human race entirely in our history and people go nuts about this stuff and i would like to say once more there is no proof for that none absolutely zero but you can interpret something that you find as proof and be so completely convinced about it that you think you know the only person on this planet you think you're the only one who knows the truth and that's again where it starts, emotions, once again. And I've read some some articles of psychologists to understand more about this phenomenon, and I've I've noticed there is no clear word or description in just one sentence what it is that makes people go crazy like that, but it is a chain reaction or. A chain reaction, actually, that is based on various elements that could be responsible for triggering someone to behave exactly like that, to behave radical, to behave extreme, to become more than they are, actually, so they would like to believe anyway. You know, we have the same with uh, this this gender politics stuff, the gender identity issue, where people think um, this is more important in their lives than anything else, and they become just as extreme, some even violent, actually, in trying to get their point across. I've read of, of um, just a quick example. I really, I, I, I bursted out in laughter when I heard this, but it's based on true, true events, things that really happened. There's a person in Germany, um, in some city, I don't know exactly where, all details, I think, are not really that important right now, but I think you might find it somewhere down the line. Or you have heard stuff like that in your own country. There's a person out there who wanted to sell pure uh, biological products, um, resourceful, out of nature, um, being uh, replenishable, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, especially without chemicals. If it was pasteurized, it it had to be pasteurized under natural circumstances with heat alone and not with additional chemicals or, you know, food coloring, whatever. You know, just really the pure biological stuff and much, much more in in the uh, vegan department because the person himself was actually vegan or is vegan still, which is fine. I don't mind. You know, it's not about that. But... Here's the kicker. He opened up a store with vegan products, right, with biological products, vegan products, clean food, um, made sure that he got the newest stuff, tried to find new, uh, you know, uh, distributors, manufacturers, farms, all that stuff, you know, trying to buy as much of the good ingredients you could probably get as fresh as possible and as clean as possible. The problem is, for him, it was not very easy to maintain the store because of the prices you know this this kind of food automatically becomes just more expensive because the process is more complicated or a private person was doing it uh, him or herself family business and so forth or just farmers from you know next door or just from 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 the land side of your city the countryside and um, to maintain the shop they had to oh, I, I lost the cable I think Something fell down. They, they tried to, maintain, um, to to maintain their shop in, to a stable level, trying to survive. And they, sometimes they just couldn't sell enough to pay the rent, to pay for electricity, for, for personnel, for logistics, All that stuff I mean it doesn't come for free you got to do something to get to get the money in you got to do something to get the food and he was after a while he started to be a little bit more successful he could invest money in in advertisement in marketing you know being more public out there trying to get known to people and then he started opening up more stores because he said it seems to work I got I got a strategy now um, I got customers, I got a name for myself, and he started opening more stores. Now listen to this, after a while, it became more complicated to maintain this, this popularity because of you know natural causes in development, especially with the market, high prices for biological foods, and he had to, unfortunately, because of, in order to survive and keep the line somehow alive, he had to close down one or two shops. They were not profitable enough to live. Now, the problem is some vegans, extremist vegans, which is the most funniest thing I've ever heard, but it's true, they didn't take that very lightly. You know, they didn't take it kindly and wanted these stores to stay open. And they blamed him for failure. They blamed him for being just cap- capitalistic, making a profit off of vegans and biological food consumers and they wanted to punish him so they they attacked him in the other stores threw in rocks with uh, you know death threats and stuff like that other threatening messages trashed his his stores the glass they shattered the doors they stole from him and they, they were extremist vegans that did that Okay, they went completely berserk. We're talking about, you would think, educated people who were students, you know, they don't live on a high budget, of course. They have financial limits, but they want to invest in this kind of food, which is fine. They can do that. And a few of them lost their fucking marbles, not being able to understand that it's not good to throw a rock through a window just because a store closed. Okay, And again, we have ourselves uh, individuals who fell into a rabbit hole of vegani- veganism, in this case, and to think that it was necessary to go to extreme lengths just to prove a point, a worthless point, by the way, is still laughable because we're talking about people who think or believe that their, their way of living is the only way to sustain uh, the human race, to sustain nature, and to, to stabilize a coexistence between us and nature. And I personally do not believe that. I just wanted to say that. Vegan is okay. Veganism is fine. I've tried vegan food. It's fucking delicious. I, had, I went into a vegan restaurant in Nuremberg, and it was surprisingly good. It was fantastic. It was actually an Asian-oriented restaurant. I think a Vietnamese one. And they were cooking all sorts of, of vegan meal, only with true vegan uh, ingredients, purely vegetable, of course, and uh, meat supplements that were based on tofu mostly or other products. And I, did, I didn't I did mind that it had to taste like some sort of meat. I didn't care. I just wanted actually vegetables, so I tried that. And I was blown away by by the way of cooking, what they did there. It was great, and I felt wonderful. That doesn't mean that I want to be vegan. Okay, it's a different thing. Veganism is not just about food. Veganism is about a complete control of a lifestyle to give up everything industrially and just become really heavily focused on anything that was made from the abuse of nature and animals. And I understand that. I think it's fine if you want to follow through with it. I personally don't think it's necessary though. I just want to point that out. I'm, I'm, let's say, 90% vegetarian. I do eat fish, so I'm actually a pescatarian, but I don't eat fish every day. I cook for myself vegetables only, up to a point where I think to myself, God damn it, I need some salmon today, or a trout, or whatever I can find. And I'm fine with that. I eat eggs, I love eggs. I think it's okay to invest in eggs that come from a, Purely biological controlled source with uh, chickens that are living freely on a farm. I only want to buy these products. I don't want to invest in anything that has something to do with industrialized destruction of animals that, or the abuse and and the 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 countless brutal deaths of animals. I don't want to support that. I understand that it's bad, but I don't think it's necessary to completely ignore. Um, milk products in general, you know, especially from a, a chicken's farm. These chickens are doing fine. Where is it abused to eat their eggs? It's pointless. Okay, besides eggs are good for you. The end of discussion. That's it. You know, and that's where I just, I draw the line that you have to have common sense to know exactly what it is that you're doing and understanding it is. What, what you're doing. And I, I, I understand if people want to go overboard, you know, and go to more extreme lengths to prove their point. I understand the protection value behind it. But going to such an extreme length is also... I had a discussion once with a veganist person who was a, a girl, I think, maybe 19 years old. And at that age, um, it's, it's always the same. They think they have the answer, but they don't. But they still believe they do. And it's very difficult... To teach them to keep an open mind, because if a person wants to eat meat, it's fine. Let them. That's the. F- that's just. That's it. You just accept it, okay? You cannot change people's minds. You can. You can try to educate them and and say, look, um, if you want to eat meat, that's 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 good. It's fine. But you shouldn't eat the cheap stuff. If you really love meat, you should invest in animals and cattle that were you know, treated, let's say, fairly the way they should be treated in order to make them not suffer. Then kill them quickly and eat their meat is fine. If that's what you want, if that's what your body needs, go for it. But going to a supermarket where you find the most cheapest fucked up meat you can get, you know, if, if it's a budget problem, then yeah, okay, it's, it's difficult to discuss that and you you won't be able i think to convince a person that they should not buy this kind of stuff. I don't buy this stuff at all. I don't buy sausages from stores. I don't eat meat any, anymore. Occasionally I fall back and I eat myself. I get myself a burger because the, uh, the the minced meat stuff is is sometimes really delicious. I have to admit that. So I eat a burger then I feel guilty afterwards and I stop eating one. <laughs> that's that's my my way of of, of going Uh, in in, in circles in this crisis, let's let's put it that way. But, you know, what can you do? It's, I don't want to, I I don't have to eat burgers. I'm just saying that I do love, love the taste of it. And if I really, really want one and I'm hungry for one, I either make myself one and I buy these minced patties or I go to a store, I go to McDonald's even. Whatever comes first in my mind, I just do and then I'm fine. Okay, but um, yeah, that's just that's just the way it is. but proving proving to other people they should not do that, you know, and calling the murderers for you know killing innocent animals and stuff like that. that's not working. okay? That's really just shooting beside the point. That's you being an extremist again, and trying to prove other people that you're the only one who is right. End of discussion, okay? You don't go further there. You cannot further develop from that point, And you will not succeed doing anything. You just feel self-righteous as usual. And you go on in your merry way trying to provoke wherever you can. And that is not helping. That is not educating. That's just being an asshole. That's why we shouldn't do that. But again, you know, just getting back to this, this emotional crap... Um, falling into this extremist um, uh, hole, and I'd like to to, to use one more example. Uh, one example that is personally pretty important to me is, because I'm, I'm thinking of my father here, is the flat earth theory. While we're talking about idiots like David Icke, We can also go to Flat Earth. And I thank the heavens, if there is such a thing, that David Icke did not fall into the trap of Flat Earth. Mm. I think he didn't do that. Because even... I I, I just dropped something. I dropped the lid of my fucking bottle. Where is it, for fuck's sake? Ah, never mind. I'll just put it away somehow. Okay, look. The point is extreme, extreme uh, points of view in this world. Um, It's, I think, more laughable in regards to flat earth because um, there is no point for me personally to discuss anything at all with, uh, you know, the, the earth's, the globe's curvature, the the horizon and, and experiments that were done, the fact that we have space travel, and at least not space entirely, we're more talking about the solar system that we're trying to, to cover as good as we can, satellites, um, the, the fact that we jump into an airplane and fly around the globe, or, you know, it, it, that is just, we have enough proof to understand why the Earth is a globe. And we have been collecting this information for decades and decades, hundreds of years, okay? And it's just, it's mind-boggling that we actually do find people who fall into this rabbit hole again, right? And, and, and follow through with flat earth and they truly believe that it's a worldwide conspiracy towards mankind to keep them stupid and not knowing that the earth is a disk. And in case, just in case, I'm just assuming here and taking a chance that you haven't heard of this development before, do yourself a favor, go online, because that's where you find these douchebags, and look for flat earthers, and you will not believe the obsession the, fanati- the, the, f- the fanatics, what is it called, f- fanaticism? I don't know. I'm lost for words here. Um, you haven't seen something more ridiculous aside from the shape-shifting stuff. This is the creme de la creme of, of social decay via a belief and so-called proof for a belief of why the earth is flat. And the funny thing is, just putting, putting this out there, the, the funny thing is um, even flat earthers among themselves are not quite sure how to describe or determine what kind of shape the earth has. They can't, they, they're not on the same page here. Some flat earthers believe that the, that the earth is completely flat like a disc. First of all, because they see when they go outside that the earth, earth is flat with their own eyes. That's the joke number one. Joke number two is um, some people believe that the Earth is not completely disk-shaped. They want to be more scientific about this, right? And you know, take into consideration that the Earth is pretty thick because of the drilling work that we do, because of volcano eruptions, the machma and all that, discoveries that we did you know, underneath the surface and all that. You know, So they, they think that the earth must be substantially pretty thick, a few kilometers thick at least, and uh, that's about it. And then it becomes more oval-shaped, like, like an egg that was pulled and stretched thin on a plate, almost something that looks like a waffle, a round va- waffle, and that's your earth. Others go even more extreme and think there is a dome over the earth, a dome that... <laughs> is is like acting as a protective shield of some sorts they cannot explain what's outside the dome but they think they know there's a dome you know this is it goes on and on like that you just you piss your pants really it's amazing it's super amazing it's it's the the question however is why cannot these people just see their mistake and their error you know now here's the thing at first When a person hears about this stuff, even people who used to be teachers fell into the trap of the flat earth theory and are preaching now flat earth to other people and even lost their job and their right to educate because of this. Now, a normal person on the outside who is maybe not affected by this kind of extremism and cannot be indoctrinated by it would, would say, look, um, pal, you, you, you have to reconsider your, your position. Don't you think that it's a bit absurd? Or you know, trying to help them find common ground somewhere, or at least uh, helping them not uh, uh, crash into the ground forever into a hole where they just cannot get out of. But it's too late. Some of these people even had such ridiculous fights because of their beliefs, with their families, that they broke off contact entirely. imagine that. Imagine how much work you have to put into this. You know, speaking to your dad like I did to mine, you know about flat Earth, and then just I cannot take him serious anymore when he talks about that stuff. He's too old to understand. that's that's unfortunately uh, the only truth there is. He's a, he's a knowledgeable person. He reads a lot. He watches all sorts of documentary, but he's not the most intelligent person to to put one and one together to understand what works and what doesn't work. He's not a scientist. He likes to be a scientist. He likes to believe he's one, trying to educate other people about their beliefs, about his belief and their beliefs and trying to prove them they're wrong. He's not a scientist. He is almost wrong every time when it's about topics like this. But I just let him talk, because he's my dad, right? Just I don't believe anything he says when it's about this stuff anyway. Or that you know the moon is hollow and all that stuff. He's a complete knucklehead on, this, on, on, on these matters. And again, it's about misinterpreting the information once and for all. But the emotional value that people put into this stuff is staggeringly high. Now, in terms of flat earth, just to get back here, I noticed one thing. Most of these people who fell into this trap of of believing the earth is flat, most of these people have one thing in common. They come from absolutely nowhere, okay? What does that mean? Were they all losers? Well, no, not exactly. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't be so harsh to say that. But they were normal people with nothing sticking out, nothing important. They had normal jobs. They had families. Some of them still have families, surprisingly so. Um, they, they just they came from a normal background, decent human being. Nobody of them were special. No one of them had staggering success in a specific field or business, because if they did, I think they would put their heart and soul into that business to make that work. But instead, their mind was more focused on this discovery that the earth was flat. So the reason for this, is while being on the outside and being in society as as a nobody, just you know the next door neighbor who is nice and kind, but like he's boring, right? That kind of person. He could be fun to talk to. Maybe he has a, some cool hobbies. Uh, maybe you're even maybe you're close to one of these people, and they 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 might be good friends. You know, they might be fun to hang around with, or maybe they have great cooking skills, whatever you know it it's it's fine they they can be decent people but for some reason they feel much more strongly connected to this ideology and they can't get out they just can't get back it's like they're addicted but it cannot be compared to addiction that's what i'm saying psychologically it cannot be compared to addiction it's it's vividly different you know it's it's substantially different the the as many psychologists said that in order to understand where extremism come from we have to we have to be uh, open by the fact that people can be accessed uh, and manipulated over emotional content over anxieties over uh, over personal emotional values personal beliefs and behavior and if you have anxieties of some sort then what is Siri doing here? No, it's, Siri, I don't want to talk to you. Go away. When we're talking about anxieties, when people want to be, when, when they fear that they're not loved, when they fear that they're not respected, they fear the future, they have self-doubt, they have this, they have that, and then, you know, they, they, maybe they have trouble with their own self-identification, not talking about gender necessarily, but it could be a topic as well. And if you have this trouble trying to understand who it is that you actually are and feeling satisfied with the person you are, if that's missing, then you jump into this kind of, of phenomenon and this, uh, this, this worldview and ideology because other people do too and they feel fine. And then you have the phenomenon of group identification. And that's where the group identification takes over of your well-being where you suddenly feel that you're special and belong to something. So you're not the same boring person you were before. Now you're someone someone who belongs to a society, to a group of enlightened people, and they all share one and the same thing. You find new friends, you find new connections, and that blinds you. Now these people can be all good. At least they have good intentions, most of them do. But if they fall into this, this kind of category where they're trying to change other people's opinions about, about their view and give you strength and, and a self-esteem because of that, it's very hard, I think, to say no to that, to not recognize that it's dangerous. Instead, you're being manipulated over emotions, emotions taking the better control of you and your uh, rational way of thinking. And that's when, when your rational way of thinking gets changed, I would say. It's not completely dead because your rational brain is thinking in a new, new kind of rational uh, facade or technique based on information that was given to you that sounds so plausible and so convincing that you really start to believe the earth is flat. And you feel fine doing so because you feel connected. You're not alone anymore. So people from the outside come in there and think, dude, are you fucking stupid? Flat Earth is not real. What are you talking about? We're not, we don't live in medieval times. Haven't you heard of NASA? So that person starts defending itself and saying, no, 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 you have to see the evidence. You have to, there is no evidence. Well, yes, there is. You've got to talk to these people. That's the end. <laughs> That's the beginning of the end. Okay, And I think personally that these people, they, they are intelligent enough for creativity, for imagination. First of all, believing wholeheartedly that the earth is flat is one thing. Believing, however, that all these elements inside that theory, for example, that there might be a dome over us, or that you cannot go across Antarctica because that's the end of the world and you just have a gigantic ice wall. They can't even explain where the ice wall came from. It's amazing okay it's really really bizarre and I think that um, personally I, I'm not sure about this I, I, I could be wrong but I think there are two ways two very famous ways how this can develop for a person who has been trapped into this kind of extremism okay I think that one side will stick to their beliefs and will defend it with everything they have, reanalyzing every theory, comparing it with the scientific fact, then going back to their side, collecting new scientific data, proving their point wrong, trying to pull strings somewhere between those dots and come with a much more better and valid explanation as to why they think they're correct. And they put a lot of effort into that, okay, just like David Icke did, but you know that's a different story. Not too different, but we're getting on the same page here soon, I think. So one side is still going forward, defending it, defending it, defending it. The other side who has been in the rabbit hole too long start to realize that they're wrong. That's a different kind of, of development. Now they're stuck. So what happens? If that person suddenly realizes, oh shit, science is right, you know, the Earth is actually round. What the fuck am I going to do now? So they, <laughs> they, they might be still in that club. You know, the 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 Flats Club, and um, they they think that it's hard to get out. How do you explain that to your 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 fellow uh, Flat Earther friends, the new friends that you made? If you just want to pull out, you can't do that. It's like being in a religion, you know, like being in. Uh, uh, scientology i almost forgot that word or being a witness of jehovah okay these these kinds of people they won't let you go either because to them you're like a lost cause and you must be saved for fuck's sake we have to we have to do something He's, he's going away so they come after you same goes for flat earthers why should a completely convinced club with millions of followers around the world who think they are correct why would they let you go voluntarily And why would you have the balls, or that person, let's say, not you personally, but that person who started realizing, oh fuck, I've been wasting years of my life with this shit. I have to get out. I wanna go back to my my old life, it was much better. Suddenly suddenly realizing that it was completely waste of time. So how do they do that and step out of that development? They have to confront these people at some point and tell them, look, um, I don't feel about, about this the same way anymore, I have to get out. And they will—they will, under certainty, attack you by, by telling you that you've been manipulated again, that you're too stupid, that you're a sheep just like the rest, that you're uh, that, that you're a, a disappointment to them. You know, they thought you were family. Now you're like a traitor. You have to. This is something that will eventually happen because that group will automatically, that club. Because of their extremist beliefs and their fanatic point of views, they will feel threatened if one person tries to leave their club. That's a concern for them, just like it is with every uh, religion. If you work for years in a church and you want to step out and say, look, I don't believe in God anymore, I think it's crap, um, don't you think that, you know, first of all, they they will uh, consult you first, you know, trying to talk you in or uh, talking you out of you leaving the church and trying to get you back in? like why have you turned your back on god are you are you are you blind my son are you in trouble and that's again the same kind of defense mechanism that people develop when they feel threatened because someone from their own ranks is leaving the club it's not seen very very lightly and it's again about emotions it's never about just pure common sense and logical thinking and doing doing something rational for once. It's always about emotion. They cannot let go. And some of them would like to step out of that club, you know, admitting, I'm sure in, in years to come, we, we will find more of these these uh, witness testimonies of people who once were members of Flat Earth, and they they're coming out and saying, I was abused, you know, I was forced to stay in the club, it was horrible, and they're gonna tell their side of the story. And all this shit. And other people who were never really involved in Flat Earth, they would just laugh their ass off at it because that's natural development of things that will come in the future. There's nothing you can do about that. But it's really, really difficult for these people to step out of their club, whatever kind of club this is. I'll be right back. My phone is ringing. Can you hear it? No, you probably can't. I don't know. I'll be right back. Thank God for the pause button part two. Hey, I'm back from my phone call, not even my phone call actually, there was a longer break. (laughs) As you've been listening to the first hour of this podcast, um, I've actually noticed that I didn't have enough time left, Uh, I started working on this podcast, on this recording on Saturday noon I think, or maybe it was around 1 p.m. Then after my phone call, I just, you know, I called to an, an old friend of mine. Uh, we were talking about, well, life in general, what she's doing, what I'm doing. And it's one of my older flings I had. Still have contact her and pretty much the only one I have contact to. But aside from that, I decided to just pack up my things. I went to see my, my, my colleague, you know, the birthday boy, got, gave him his present. We went out for dinner and then... I stayed overnight, and um, now it's it's Sunday afternoon, or I would say even, wait a minute, it's late in the evening, actually, it's 8 p.m., and I was yeah. drinking a Belgian beer. This one is called Bornem, which tastes rather, hmm, I'd say rather sweet. I think it's not very heavy, you know, it's not... Not exactly a rough taste in beer. It's not bitter and too strong. So I can resume this podcast talking about extremism. <clears throat> this chair is bullshit, i got to tell you. I have to buy something else over time. And I have no space. It's far too tight here sitting in this corner, but whatever. Who cares? Where was I? Extremism. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I talked enough about the flat earth guys, right? I think it's pretty much obvious for anyone who's standing on the outside. Once you're in that rabbit hole, it's hard to get out. I think I would pay a lot of respect to those people who actually openly admit, okay, guys, I was I was wrong. They're, they are wrong. My friends are wrong, but I have to step out and make it public or just apologize to those, you know, who were offended in the person's uh, progress or a uh, private mission to unsolve unravel the mystery of of the 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 globe earth conspiracy and all that stuff you know it's 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 a sad place to be in and i think i talked enough about this this gender stuff as well i think it really just it it hits a mark somewhere you know it's just you can't really... What what I find staggering while I was, you know, away for one day or one night, what I find staggering is that it's not possible for us as a human race to live in peace at all. You know, it, it doesn't matter what time period we're in. It doesn't matter if we're, uh, you know, in the, in, in the Spanish Inquisition. It doesn't matter if we're living in the middle, in the medieval times. Um it doesn't matter if you're sailing all across the globe and trying to discover new land like uh you know uh christopher columbus did and it's it's just it's really unnerving if you think about it because i think the the human race we as a people we could achieve much more if we if we would just put our heads together and just make the impossible happen to live really in peace and just live for the the future, for us, to make this world a better place, okay? To live and to do research and progress and engineering and invention just to enhance the future and life quality for all on earth. But it's not possible. We can't do that. We always have something to argue about. We always have something to disagree on, especially when it's about this bullshit, like the you know the, the, the gender nonsense. And I call it nonsense because I don't personally care if somebody says to me, uh, "Yeah, I'm by the way, I'm trans" or something like that. I would just like you know just shake my head and say, "So what? I don't give a fuck. You want to drink a coffee or not? It doesn't matter to me if somebody is trans or not. I, I don't care if someone's gay." I don't care what fucking skin color you have. I just want to sit down and drink a cup of coffee or have a beer with you or a wine. And we can talk about things that actually do matter. Okay? It, I understand that we live in times with all these, these differences. And thanks to modern media, these differences get pushed in our faces much more than usual. And they're trying to force different languages on, on, on us. You know, that's also a form of extremism. It's political extremism that's being uh, played uh, out to to an extreme extent to to make it almost look ridiculous, all right? Then we have uh, these political differences as a whole between, you know, left and right, like it is usually the case in America. Um, the, The funny thing is the extremism doesn't stop there. You know, it's not just left and right. What about all the other people creating parties and trying to participate in this, this, you know, running for presidency or just trying to get some votes in to be more important? No one cares about them. I, I have to even look up these people to tell you about all the, the, these contestants, all these parties that were formed and, and, um, and founded and promoted trying to get some kind of opinion across on, on the future of, of, of the American people. And all you hear in the media is basically left and right. No one knows about the others because they don't matter. It's always just about the Democrats and, and the Republicans. And it goes on and on and on and on. It's actually, it's been like decades and decades, or I don't know how many years in total, that we had the Imperials somewhere in America. We just have the Democrats and, and, and the Repub- Republicans now. There's not much going on. There is not much progress. It's just these two knuckleheads pushing each other into a corner and beating themselves up over nothing and just abusing all the power that they have. Not necessarily each and every one i them. I'm not personally someone who would, you know, volunteer to attack someone like Donald Trump, for example, because I don't find it necessary to do so. But, you know, plenty of other people do that. The extremism that I've seen that that the left has done in the media to attack uh, uh, Donald Trump on every occasion, I mean, just think about it. Back in the day before, I'm not advertising here for for Republicans or for Trump. I'm just saying, hear me out and listen to the following fact. First of all, before Trump ran for presidency, um, or ran for president, um, I do remember him being a public figure, um, a celebrity without any equal. He was just, he's like, I wouldn't say the American dream necessarily, cause he never started small. He was, I think, born in a pretty rich family, you know, and just became this, this business person because this was what he was taught. You know, that he, he grew up in this world and stayed sort of rich, I guess, and, and successful. He did make mistakes, of course, but it's not about that. It's about him as a person and the popularity surrounding that person. Okay, and the buildup over, over the years. Trump was always someone who was loved to be seen on TV. Of course, some people hated him. That is fine. You can't have one that serves all. There's always, you know, so, a minority complaining about somebody. I mean, some people hated Michael Jackson back in the 80s. It's normal. People hated Boy George for fuck's sake, okay, just because he looked different. Now we got Trump. And he made a name for himself in the media. You know, he had a presence and he he used that media to, to gain more popularity or to have fun like he did in, in the world wrestling entertainment. He actually worked side-by-side worked side with Vince McMahon on a plot on some kind of show where in the end, you know, they, they were betting not only on, on money, which was, I think, never the case. They both made a lot of money from that show. But the storyline was that Vince McMahon is, of course, the heel the, the evil boss of the company that, that no one likes and he had to bet his hair with, uh, you know, together with, with Donald Trump. They had both wrestlers and they, they competed. Trump won, you know everyone was cheering for Trump. I mean, it's a show for fuck's sake. And Vince McMahon lost and had to shave his head in dignity or in despair uh, because uh, yeah, that was the bet. He just lost and had to lose his hair. And his head was shaved live on television. That was like the gimmick. That's the show. And I do remember before Trump had his own TV show um, where he just you know constantly fired whoever was there. I don't know. I've, I've never watched the show, but I do know that it was pretty popular, though, and people watched it or at least knew about it and talked about it. So what I'm saying is he was not really a, a publicly hated and disgusting figure for all. He was actually just an entertainer, a rich entertainer that people, you know, commonly enjoyed. And as soon as Donald Trump said, I'm going to run for president, the media immediately bashed him from day one, told everyone he could not make it, he had no chance, Hillary was going to crush him, all this, all this stuff, not even giving him a chance at all just constantly bombarding him. We're talking about CNN, Fox News, you know, CBS, all these assholes. And they just kept on, they kept on kicking his balls whenever they could, making fun of him, making fun of his political inexperience and all that. And look what happened. The rest is history. He got president, and the left freaked the fuck out. And that is is Normal. And that is to be tolerated as okay, because this extreme behavior in hating someone specifically, especially when it's about politics, without even actually, you know, uh, uh, telling the public what's going on, telling them in detail what's going on. No, they just they never do that. It's only about public appearance. It's about image and selling that image as good as possible. It's not really about results. It's not really about the the political strategies. It's just about getting the people on your side without caring if they understand anything at all. It's, it's always a show, and it's pathetic to watch that. So when, when, when Trump won, during the last, uh, you know, before Biden became president, I do re- remember many celebrities actually um, just went on the air or, or, you know, said lots of trash about Trump, well some of that I, I do understand I have to admit that sometimes it's better if 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 Trump would just lay his hands off of Twitter and do something else instead but he got banned as we know. And um I also remember that these celebrities were for example cutting uh as a as a form of symbolism they said, you know, heroic brave symbolism, fuck you. They they chopped his head off. You know, to showing Trump's head being beheaded uh you know, of course a fake Fake head of a really bad fake head at, at, at that, nothing really spectacular, but it was grotesque to see it nonetheless and it was tasteless. And that is considered to be okay. Now, if Trump would have done that or promoted someone to make a commercial about that stuff or just a shocking statement just to rile up the left, you know, they would go berserk. They would go berserk and just laugh at him and, and, and maybe even, even, you know, declare war. To, to this guy, trying to get him out of office somehow, like they did now. But on the other hand, when the left does it and they do these grotesque uh, imagery of, of of disrespect to that man and any other form of entertainment where they actually you know shoot him or m- make other grotesque comments about him, that is just that's considered to be heroic and brave and necessary for some some reason. And that's supposed to be okay. These people behave like they're someone better in their extremist behavior. Why? Where does that come from? And why should you fucking support people like that? That has nothing to do with maturity. That has nothing to do with, with wisdom. It's always, like I said, about an image that people are following. And if you don't see eye to eye and you don't have the same opinion like these, you know, want to be world saviors? Then you're you're a racist. You're, you're I don't know, transphobic. You're this. You're that. Ageism is even a word nowadays because women cannot accept the fact that they get fucking older and can't have the younger guys. What the hell? We live in really crazy times. And extremism doesn't seem to stop somewhere. And it's it's really astonishing for me to see. That, for example, in America, when we're talking about uh, you know, politics and the, the way that the Democrats behaved uh, towards other people and made a name for themselves uh, on TV, making fun of Trump all the time, I get that you don't have to like the guy, okay? If he behaves a bit awkwardly or like, you know, a bit like a bully, some people can deal with that, others do not. I personally see a pretty good, solid poker face on this guy while he does what he does. And I know from observation, at least, according to, to my own opinion, at least, to my eyes, and my experience, that people like Vladimir Putin actually fear Trump. Okay? There is some respect there, for sure, but I'm just saying, you know, things could have played out differently if we wouldn't have Biden as president, especially the way he was you know, advertising the war between uh, Putin and, and, and Ukraine before it actually happened. So that's really weird. They, while he spoke out a warning and said, he's gonna, he's gonna attack, he's gonna attack, uh, Putin didn't do anything. I think a, moment, a few moments later, he, he was mobilizing military, uh, military personnel and vehicles and tanks and prepared for an attack, for an invasion. While lots of people on TV said, no, no, this is just a demonstration of strength that has nothing to do with the invasion. Well yeah. Well that's okay. I mean, I'm just saying this is pathetic. What we're doing is lying to each other. Right after someone like like right after Biden won the presidency, it didn't take that long and he started to attack Vladimir Putin live on television again and called him a murderer. He, it doesn't matter if he is one or not. There was peace in that time during the Trump uh, legacy. We didn't have this kind of brutal attack. He made fun of Kim Jong Un from North Korea. Yeah, that's true. He called him a rocket man. That was also for show just to get the dialogue going. And he could have done it differently. That's true. But look at the outcome. Nothing happened between the two. They found an agreement and I think it was an economic agreement. And to, I can't prove it, but I think that, you know, Trump made a proposition and said, look, you, you're sitting here on gold, my friend. You can do, you can, you can transform North Korea into a, a tourist attraction and make millions. If not, billions. You know, and Kim Jong-un is not really someone who's going to shy away from that offer. And I think if the Americans would help him to achieve that in the form of you know, organization and construction and maybe resources and, and, and intel, they could have pulled something off pretty gigantic. We would have never seen a North Korea like this before. But no, instead, while Trump left, Biden came back in office. And what did Kim Jong-un do? Starting to shoot rockets again. Well, go figure Please. This extremist behavior is nonsense. I do not trust the Democrats. I do not. I'm sure that there will be sometime in the future, maybe a good person there, but until now, all I see is a face that is just an asshole and another one and another one and another one. I don't trust these guys. And I trust, I do not trust the German government either. It's the, all they, they really do is just show you another convoluted piece of shit, especially in this debate, which also led to a very extremist behavior that I'd like to, to show you. Oh, by the way, my, my battery is running low on the Mac. I gotta plug in my cable here, I forgot. It's actually surprising when you, um, I'm not sure why I lost that much power. When I plugged it in, it was like half full. Now I'm just talking for like 20 minutes. The battery has gotten low. Um, it's interesting to me because this program that I'm using, the Audacity, Audacity, is, is running in the background since yesterday. And the MacBook was fully charged. And today it's like almost zero. So I don't think that the battery is damaged. I don't think that, that there is anything that's, uh, that is threatening my system. But I think this, this software is badly programmed and I have to find a replacement. It's not running very well. On um, the M1, let's say I think it hasn't been optimized yet, so that's really just uh, draining power for no apparent reason, unless to you know make both uh, m- both program versions or this program version, which was previously for the Intel processor, is now just running in some kind of M1 simulation in the background or sandbox uh, technique, and it's using far too much power. I don't have this problem with any other software, to be honest, just with this one. But be that as it may. Extremism. Yeah, the uh, Germans, they, uh, I told you this before, I, I made a podcast a while ago when the COVID crisis was still a hot topic in the media, especially with the lockdown. Then aside from the lockdown, we had all these regulations for safety, you know, wearing the fucking masks and all that stuff. Uh, I do agree that in some cases it would be uh, more practical to use the masks. There is, uh, of course, a positive usage there. Um, I don't always see eye to eye with the reasoning, but you know, I've, I've I had to use the masks myself. Um, I never had any problems. I've never been really that sick. Maybe just a random cold uh, every now and then. Or wait a second, I had I had one cold once during night shift, and since then I haven't been sick at all. And that was two years ago, uh, which I'm quite thankful for, even though you know, you're know you surrounded by people who have had COVID uh, one way or another. I'm still not vaccinated and I'm not thinking about it. I, I, I talked to my doctor about other vaccinations and he didn't care if I had COVID vaccine or not. He just, he's not advertising it, you know, which is one of the reasons why I like my doctor. He's just, he, he keeps his head cool. Is not making any panic, just staying true to the facts and just doing his job. And he takes his time to explain the necessary things to you while everything else is just, you know, don't care. That's a perfect attitude. And during the time, you know, we had this uh, split in in, in the German public. The people were running amok in those days. We had, I told you this before, we had people, you know... um, they, they were trying to figure out if it's possible under German law or to bypass a certain German right in, let's say, our Constitution, which means that the human himself, any human, and his, his dignity and, and well-being and health should remain untouched and cannot be manipulated by the government under any circumstance. And that also calls for a... Um, a necessary, uh, you know, um, vaccine shot, like making a vaccine shot for COVID a law that everyone needs to obey by, to accept and to use. And that would, of course, mean that even those people who cannot have the vaccine for various reasons. It can be re- religious reasons or, you know, or just personal beliefs or because of health issues because they, they don't know if their body can take it. Uh, they would make excuses for that and let those people go and just give them like green light. But everyone else who's healthy enough and young or old enough should take that vaccine. That was the previous plan. But they couldn't get it through. The media said it's going to happen. The truth is it's not going to happen. At least it pretty much looks like that right now. And that also meant that around 70% of the people in Germany, as far as I know anyway, I'm not sure if this, this data is actually accurate and correct, but they said that these people were vaccinated at least twice. And I think 40% or maybe 50% got um, the, the, the third vaccine shot, the, the booster shot. So, and then, of course, there's the fourth. And I've talked to a lot of people actually had the vaccine and they said they had enough. They don't want to take any boosters. They don't care. You know, and there is no, they don't see the threat. They don't see the reasoning here or, or the logic. So they just retreat or give up on it and just, you know, try to forget about it and go on their merry way. But before that, during the time when the government said, if enough people take the vaccine, we can lift all of these bans soon enough. That was not really a promise. That was just an idea that they were following. Nobody promised you anything, but the people took it as a promise. And they freaked out because it took too long to to convince those who were unvaccinated to finally get the vaccine. And some companies jumped on this bandwagon and threatened their personnel. If you do not take the vaccine, you're fired. You're endangering other people. And a lot of them actually took that risk and got fired or uh, laid down work and went home. You know, that's uh, pretty interesting stuff. And that wasn't enough. Uh, it, it wasn't, this development didn't t- didn't took, um, sorry, wrong sentence. This development did not go fast enough to convince everyone. It took longer and much longer than anticipated, and people went nuts, especially the vaccinated said that the unvaccinated were uh, like like the germs of society, and they were treated like second-class citizen, as stupid, as uneducated, and uh, just conspiracy nuts, and that's it. They were just made uh, fun of, really. And I've also noticed that people, and I've said this before, uh, received threats of all kind, even death threats, um, got bullied on street got attacked on street while standing in line in uh, some one of these you know test chambers waiting for their turn to get a vaccination test uh, not a vaccine test <laughs> a covid test sorry and if you just think about this this lunacy that these people have been put through on both sides mind you to think this way that because of this issue, the vaccine stuff, and the nonsense being being uttered out there, making people insane, again, we have an extremist development where people are going completely insane and treating all people like trash, even wanting them to die, or preparing for a real physical threat to make them scared, just to force them to take the vaccine even though they do not understand the circumstances themselves. But they wanted to be a part of this movement. They want to be a part of this violence because they're completely consumed by this topic and brainwashed beyond belief to think in extremist way just to get their will done, to get their fucking thick skull through. And that is insane in this modern day and age that we still have to witness an extremist behavior like that that comes out of fucking nowhere with a pretty short time span in buildup. And it's get, it gets released in public and you have your extremist. And it is not possible to negotiate and to talk reason with these people. I've tried it. It's really tough. Okay, you can be thankful if someone is listening at all. I'm not trying to convince people that a vaccine is bad. I'm trying to convince people to leave me alone. That's the point. Why? Because it's my choice. Just like it's everyone else's choice. You want to take the vaccine? Go for it. It's fine. I don't give two shits if you take the vaccine or not. And that should be a priority to think like that. You want the vaccine? Go. You don't want? Fine. Let's have a beer. Everything else? Fuck you. Yeah, you call that extreme? That's not extreme. That's me me being angry because people do not have enough common sense to see where they're going wrong. Same goes for religion. The extremist behavior in 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 religion. I have seen footage that was recorded in uh you know from from ISIS or uh the the uh IS as you call them now, I guess. We have different various organizations organizations uh, like, like uh, guerrilla fighters all based on their own uh, interpretation of, of their religion and then acting accordingly, you would say, uh, on, on their behalf to protect their interests and to protect the people following the same ideal. And then you have various groups who might you know, coexist at some point but don't really work together, at least not officially, but unofficially, they probably do, and share intel and weaponry and whatnot. You know, it, it's, there's no reason to really trust them. It's, 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 we're talking about terrorism. But there is, I've seen footage where they advertised their uh, personal beliefs and their ideology, their extremism, by being uh, the, the cleansers of the world, by believing that all Christians must die by believing that you know allah is giving them the right to do what it is necessary to do in order to save the human race and you know and just this this they celebrate this kind of violence in combination to their beliefs and that is by far probably the most extreme development we have ever witnessed since 911 that people can be like that. I don't want to jump into these conspiracies about 9-11. Was it a fake or not? Let's just leave that out there. Um, We know that it happened. We know that a plane did actually crash in these buildings. We have seen it. I don't think it's fake. About the, the rest, we can argue about that, you know, when the buildings collapse and who's responsible really for that. I don't know. I do not know. I know it sounds fishy. There is a lot of things that do not make sense. Um, especially when it's about the the that one plane that was that supposedly crashed in the Pentagon, but there was never ever any evidence found of any plane anywhere near that crash. you know there was an explosion there was a projectile probably fired upon that building, and there was only one newscaster back then someone a journalist with a bus uh, transmitting live or broadcasting live sorry from uh, from From the actual scene, the aftermath of that explosion, and he said himself that he was quite surprised to see nothing of the sort of any kind of plane debris or no seats, no uh, you know, parts of, 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 of an engine, a turbine, a turbine, sorry, or even even bodies of any kind. And we have seen plane crashes before, and yes, there is debris, a lot of debris. Of of the plane, you know, we have shrapnel, we got parts of the wings, we got seats. You think everything just goes destroyed and gets vaporized in that short amount of time? No, it's impossible. That's not how it works. <laughs> you have to know a thing or two about physics. I mean, we're talking the basics of physics just to understand that a plane does not vanish through a crash. There is debris. There's always something left over, okay? And there was also something left over in the nine eleven uh, crash when the building collapsed, they found debris from the plane inside the rubble. Not much of it was, was left because, you know, this collapse really did a good job in covering most of it. But at the Pentagon, and the plane just, you know, just crashed into it right away. And of course there is something left. You kidding me? What's it going to do? Just be vaporized into dust? Give me a break. But that's a, you know, that's the only thing I really have to point out. That is the one lie they said that is for sure not true. It's too obvious. Everything else, I don't know, could be you know all sorts of things really, but we know that terrorism exists and we know that there is extremism behind that terrorism or at least extremism that comes out of this terrorism. And the frightening thing is that during this extremism when they think that they're, um, when they're actually correct and they are the, the one chosen race by a higher power to stay here on Earth and do their thing for the future of, of their race, let's say, you know, or at least their people. Let's put it that way. I don't want to sound like a racist. Duh. I just want to put you know get this point across that there is there people have problems with this stuff, obviously. But the shocking thing is that they do not hesitate to use the most extreme forms of violence that you can think of. To harm other people and just feel fine about it afterwards, the same form of extremism has always been seen and been witnessed unfortunately during war times. We know what happened during the the second World War what the Nazis did you know the, i wouldn 't say my people but my ancestors. they have done some horrible things you know uh, i can't i can 't say if i 'm related to one of them, I probably am like most of us are. But that's just the way it is. That's history, that this happened, we got to deal with it, and that's it, we got to move the fuck on. But the extremism behind it, by believing that you are the superior race, is, you know, it's staggering, but it worked back then to brainwash people into believing this and making them believe they had to be uh, participating in this movement to ensure the victory of, 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 of their people and all that, it's, it's really, um, it's mind-boggling. But it happened. It's, it, it happens again and again. It, um, we've we've uh, seen how, how brutal the Russians can be. Uh, wait a second, my laptop just wanted to tell me something. What the fuck is that? Okay, never mind, I don't care. I gotta take a sip. Mm. Uh, during war times, like I said, we've seen um, quite extreme examples of violence during uh, the the current war in Ukraine, uh, despite some say it's real, some say it's not. I, I think, you know, of course the invasion is real. I mean, come on. You know, you can't really just fake an entire invasion. I don't believe that. It's it's nonsense. There is uh, There is enough evidence to support the fact and the claim that, you know, Probably both sides are committing some atrocities uh, atrocities of violence, atrocious violence acts. I'm sorry. I'm not at the best English today. I don't think I have ever been, but (laughs) uh, you never stop learning, right? Um, Then you have more extreme examples of behavior that is extremist in a different way especially from a political side, um, from Japan actually, denying this uh, until today, this very day, that the Nanking Massacre, sorry, Nanking Massacre, Massacre is actually the the German word, uh, took place during the Second World War while Japan was invading China, right? And um, in case you haven't heard about that, you have to, if you're interested and you have a strong stomach, I suggest you check out the details and all the facts that were collected during the time from survivors. Um, one of them, I think, was actually a German who was working there or was stationed there. If I don't think he was a soldier, though, but he participated anyway and was saving lots of lives back then. Uh, pretty brave guy, actually. Surprisingly so, you know, while everything else went to shit and... People were pointing with their fingers at the evil Germans, and during that time, he actually did something uh, beyond that. He wasn't even a part of of any uh, political Nazi party of Germany, at least not to my knowledge. And he was out there and uh, helping people survive the massacres being committed by the Japanese soldiers and the violence that they 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 did. What the the, the horrible crimes. I just I don't want to start to explain that to you. You have to see it for yourself or at least do your own research and decide if you want to read about it or not. You find documentaries as well. It it was a horrible thing to do, but the way that the Japanese people did that, the soldiers just letting go of all um of 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 any any form of doubt, any form of respect or even dignity was just flushed down the toilet and they became animals, complete animals. And um, the Japanese government is denying this. And they said back then Mm -hmm. that it was a very horrible claim to make that the Japanese soldiers would actually do such a thing. They are not capable of such, uh, you know, atrocious acts. And they are denying this until this very day, even though the evidence is there that the Japanese forces have done these acts and have committed horrible crimes and I think this is another form of extremism by just denying something that obviously happened and not showing any sign of responsibility to it, at least not much you know, it's uh, at least to my knowledge they haven't done anything, they've never uh, apologized for it I could be wrong, maybe something has changed in the meantime you can check that up look that up for yourself um, I'm just pointing it out there as an example of extremist behavior of extremist uh, development in society uh, political at this point uh, it's, it's we have this extremist behavior everywhere and it makes me sick it makes me sick, I have done my own mistakes in this regard, I know um, I have learned from those mistakes I'm not trying to be the same person I was before So, um, it's, it's, of course I have my own personal extreme point of view, but that's because I'm just annoyed. I am not taking a side here by saying you should be in this club. You should be in that club. This kind of extremism is destroying culture. It is not enhancing culture. It's not enriching it. It's not enlightening it. It's just destroying it. And we could do so much more if we could just pass this shit on. If we could just toss it overboard Flush it down the toilet where this shit actually belongs, where it should be from the start. And not just pretending, you know, that oh, we know better because we just do because the holy book said so, you know, or because politician Mr., and Mrs., this and that said so, okay? Because, because my gender is more important. Or because the earth is still flat. And and fucking shapeshifters are just taking over the world, obviously. Something I will never forget, something that I've seen in regards to shapeshifting and, you know, all these, these rumors here. The extremist development that really uh, is mind-boggling here is, um, first of all, many people do not believe that these stories are true. Why would they, you know? We have people who just, I think, know enough of life to know when to ignore information and know that it's bad for you. Then you have this group of people who are just the actual sheep, let's say, jumping onto this bandwagon of a conspiracy because, again, they feel special and enlightened. Or because of some kind of religious belief that they feel a certain person who is preaching this stuff is sharing with them and thinking this is a sign of God so I have to follow him because he might be right. You know, I've, I've talked to these people before. This, uh, something that is mind-boggling to me that fits into this uh, uh, conspiracy or hypothesis even, it's not a conspiracy, it's actually more a hypothesis, a joke to me personally about the shape-shifting nonsense. There was once an episode of Joe Rogan in case you don't know who that is, I think you do. Joe Rogan's podcast is one of the most famous podcasts world fucking wide. And he had a singer there. I don't remember his name, but I know his face. He's a bald guy, a bald white guy. Used to be the front man of the Smashing Pumpkins. The Smashing Pumpkins were huge rock stars in the day of the 90s. Now, during his interview, for some reason they, they dropped this topic... Uh, about the conspiracy of alien races uh, who are uh, specifically reptilian, disguising as human beings, or have the ability to shape shift, to you know adapt in, in this world, and all this this stuff. And the lead singer said, so he claims at least that he. He swore on his life, if I remember correctly, that he did see someone shapeshift in front of his eyes. He has met one of these reptilians. And he was completely sincere about it. So here I am sitting in my chair wondering, first of all, how many drugs did this guy take to see that kind of stuff? And second of all, why would he say that in an interview like that? Is he really that far gone that he doesn't care? Or is he completely convinced that that story is true? And even if it was true that he saw something, we don't know what it is that he saw. We have no information of that. He doesn't have any information. You know, he he didn't want to say who that person was, who was shape-shifting. Now, either he was dreaming this part because he had this experience with a drug, probably. I have to put that out there. It's a possibility that played tricks on his mind because he was maybe in his mind busy subconsciously with this idea and the theory of reptilians being on Earth. So, you know, when you're actually doing drug abuse and playing around with certain ideas in your head, especially with stuff like LSD, then you see stuff that your mind makes up because you have the information and the key to that illusion in your head. And the drug will make it possible that you see whatever the fuck you want to see or what you think you want to see, or subconsciously think you want to see. So whatever it is that he saw, there is no proof that it was real. Nothing. But you have these fucking extreme knuckleheads sitting in front of their screens, jerking off to the fact that he said that, and thinking, yeah, he's one of us, he's one of us, he saw it, he saw it. Yeah, what the fuck did he see, you asshole? And there you go. Okay? This kind of extremist movement is not going to stop anytime soon. Especially not with the flat earth idiots, you know, trying to find out uh, if, if they can get more proof and more information about stuff like that. Yeah, about to uh, sustain their, 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 their belief, to make it, to make it last forever trying to force everyone else to believe this. And a lot of these these members think they're going to actually do it one day and get the truth out and get the solid evidence to convince people that this is real. And I always keep wondering to myself, even if it was real, okay, that's the point. That's where I say personally, where this conspiracy stops and they lose their weight, they lose all argument, what difference does it make? even if these, these ideals would actually be true. One of these extremist conspiracies is the flat earth theory, is the, the, the reptilian bullshit theory, and many more of these, these you know, laughable theories about all sorts of gods and stuff like that. It's a nice fantasy to have, I get that, but you shouldn't consider that to be real. Or, you know, some cult leader forcing his members to commit mass suicide because the hale comet was in the air. You know, not in the air, but in passing us, you know, passing orbit, I suppose. You know, how, how far gone or brainwashed do you have to be to commit such an extreme act of self-destruction? That's That's just, it's fascinating. It is fascinating, but it's scary too. What does it take to reprogram a human mind via emotions, via emotional manipulation, giving you positive experiences from the things that you have just done and experienced yourself? And that over and over again will stimulate you into believing at some point this is exactly what you need and this is the only truth and nothing else but the truth. And then you have been fallen into the next fucking rabbit hole once again. So I I just I like talking about this stuff because it's because it's it is absurd but it's important. Because we have this kind of stuff. And the last um I don't want to talk about these flat earth guys anymore. They just give me a headache. As much as I find them funny and amusing, it's still troubling to me that they actually get so much so much hearing and so much uh, so much airtime. I'd like to say that they need to be punished at some point, you know. But they will be punished probably automatically through um, through life itself by just admitting. First of all, that they were wrong, and they f- they will never admit. Most of them will never admit that they were wrong, but they will lose their face and be ridiculed automatically. Because I would be surprised if these people would actually win with arguments like that. And you also have these these extremists who believe that, you know, all sorts of footage that you've seen from space is faked or shot underwater. I mean, (laughs) they actually sit there. They sit there in front of their fucking computers and they think they know something. They want to be scientists all of a sudden they want to know things that other other people do not they want to know more than the astronauts themselves it's so cute it's so pathetic and they start flaming the boards they start flaming youtube on these nasa uh, broadcasts and and uh, you know these these uh live transmissions of of you know satellite satellites capturing information or the astronauts in space themselves when they're in the shuttle when they're on the ISS or whatever on the moon well okay i not on the moon anymore that's still debatable you know if they actually were on the moon we know this there's this this form of conspiracy extremism once again but um, it's it has been funny to watch this because I think in the end. My closing argument for this, because I'd like to go to bed, actually. I'd like to go take a nap. My closing argument is that you should not let your emotions cloud your, your, your judgment. Okay, If you don't know something, if you don't know how it works, if you don't understand it, and I've listened to German conspiracy theorists just uh, trying to get their, their their argument in a solid position by saying that the information from science doesn't make any sense to them. That's another way of saying, I don't understand it. That's it. Because someone doesn't understand it, they think it's probably necessary to go around that, to stop understanding, to avoid knowledge, and start fantasizing about explanation or possibility number B, C, and D. So that's where these people lose my respect. If I don't know something... I try to do my research to get information, read about the information, trying to understand it then, and if I still have questions, I can ask people who know more than I do on this topic. Then probably, if I'm lucky, I learn a thing or two, but I wouldn't jump to conclusions and say that there is a dome around the earth which is flat, blah, 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 okay? Yada, yada, all that crap. Do not let your emotions cloud your judgment. It doesn't matter if you're angry, if you're jealous, if you're super excited and happy and positive thinking. Stay focused on the information at hand. Stay focused on what is really important. And if there is a shred of doubt that someone is talking nonsense to you, don't be excited at their point of view and their enthusiasm in presenting the information. That doesn't make it more correct. It doesn't make it more valid or even legit. It just makes it more annoying, and you should be skeptical. You should really think twice. You should think twice before you read anything about any god anywhere. You should think twice about any kind of conspiracy that that sounds super exciting but could be probably pretty ridiculous because some people didn't do their homework right. I don't want to go through these details. I don't want to reanalyze all the facts and all the data once again just to try to convince these flat earth fucking idiots that they're wrong. It doesn't make any sense to do so and it is a waste of any's, anyone's intellectual time. Let these people believe what they want to believe. They will eventually fail because that's the natural progress of things. That's evolution. That's evolution. But it's still important, I think, to talk about it briefly, or in my case, almost two fucking hours. Because it's important to not be manipulated by this this junk, to stay focused on what's important to you personally, no matter if it's job, family, friendship, wife, kids, whatever. Okay? Don't jeopardize the happiness you have in your life. Don't jeopardize the respect you get from people. Don't jeopardize the position of your life just because of a crazy idea that cannot be proven to be correct because it is not correct. The end. Don't follow that stuff. There is no point. There is no point in arguing with an extremist. The only thing that is possible is that this extremist person might learn from their mistakes themselves at some point in time, just like I did or other people have done to see their error in their ways. Nazis have too. We have uh, racist, radical racists in all sorts of countries who have come eventually to the conclusion that racism is wrong, and they went a different route, a different path, and became better people. It's possible. Okay, but you can't do it with force. You can't do it with reasoning. This stuff takes time. It really takes time and patience to get these people somehow to back to the ground. You cannot win them over just with a friendly conversation. You certainly cannot win them over with a heated conversation. They will remain in their position hard-headed and will not admit that they have been defeated or that they have been wrong. And that's it. That's pretty much it. Just put a smile on your face and go your merry way. Okay, have a beer. <laughs> Have a, have a glass of wine, try to enjoy life a little bit and just forget about the, the rest. And my still closing argument is, or my, my argument to those people is, what does it matter? You know, that's the point. These people, most of them, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, they come from nowhere. They don't have a special life. They have nothing that fulfills them. So they fall into the trap of a conspiracy, believing that they have been enlightened. They feel special now. They feel like they belong to a group that is the elite, the true elite and the enlightened ones. And they think they can win. You know, they think they have won, which is the sad thing. But still, in an argument of any kind, no matter what kind of conspiracy it is, even if they want to believe it's so, so, so true, what difference does it make? Because during the time when they think about these extreme, during their time of extremism, while advertising any kind of conspiracy or ideology of any kind, no matter what it is, in that moment, while they do what they do, they're advertising it because of themselves. This is the most selfish act that they can do. They want to be right, so they present themselves in the best way possible, as intellectually as possible, as calm and decent and wise as possible and still fail in the end. They might win a few guys over, but the majority will say, you're fucking nuts, I'm sorry, we can't follow. No, David Icke, you're not the son of God. You know, that that kind of stuff. Start laughing, probably. And still, the question that I would ask these people is, what difference does it make? Why is it so important to you that you want to believe this? My question would be, my last one, does that really improve your life? Is this going to bring you happiness? Are you sure? It doesn't matter what kind of gender you choose. You're going to be the same person you were before. You will be the same person you were yesterday. You're going to be the same person you've been last year. You might change a little bit. You might have touched a topic that is important to you. It doesn't change your life. You're not going to be a millionaire afterwards. You're not going to find happiness. Not um, the absolution of God. You will not find any of that. It's not going to improve your life quality. Believing in a conspiracy of any kind is not going to improve your life. It will not improve anything. That's the point. And that is the only fucking fact there is. If a conspiracy can be proven to be somehow correct in whatever shape or form. That means it needs to be studied, more research, more comparisons to learn about these things. If a thing is correct, okay, we can talk about it. We can sit down and talk about it and not start, you know, fucking around saying, I told you so. We were right, you were wrong, that's it. That's, this is all there is in this childish behavior of extremism. It's always pulling out your cock, putting it on a table and saying, look, I have wisdom. I have the knowledge. You got nothing because you've been played and you're the sheep. And it goes on like this all the time. Everywhere you look, every fucking topic that we touch, it's always the same. It doesn't matter if we're starting with, poli- with politics. Black Lives Matter, any kind of... of of, of, of demonstrating on the street of people who want the, the earth to be more green. It doesn't matter if we're talking about veganism and the people trying to, to, to attack others just because they eat meat and think they are committing the, the most horrible atrocities in the, in the history of mankind, which, you know, in parts might be a little bit true. I'm not saying that all veganists are, or vegans are completely crazy or insane, but some are still provoking to a massive degree, just to get their point across, because that's what makes them feel special. That's what why they still believe that they are the only ones who are correct. And that's not true. Fair and square. All religious people in the world, all these religions, over centuries and centuries of fucking time, where we have been jerking each other off, over the same discussion, is God real or not? And then you have blind faith, where people just follow whatever ideal. And if that has become a liability or you know they have to protect their interests somehow, well then, for example, the church, they go fucking berserk. They can't do that anymore because, you know, thankfully those times are over for now. But back in the old days, the church knew exactly what to do to maintain power. Another extremism act, extremist behavior, extremist development. And it goes on like a red thread throughout history up to this very fucking day where we still talk about this. Why people cannot live in peace together. Why it is completely impossible unless we finally, collectively, globally learn from this shit. But I think we're never going to do that. That's why I personally have my own extremist behavior, my own extremist point of view. I do not believe that the human race deserves to be saved. I don't think that we deserve to live, actually, to be honest. And I know how extreme that sounds, but just look at what we've done. Look where we are in time, and look that we haven't learned a fucking thing. And we're still doing it. We're still behaving like children all the time. All the time, left versus right, racism. Of course, racism is bad, but you know, still, it's 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 a topic. It never stops. It never ceases to amaze us. It never ceases to to entertain. Then we have all sorts of other developments. Then we have this this uh, we have this gender topic. Then we have veganism. Then we have we have other political movements. We have war. We got we got this, this COVID conspiracy going on. We have this debate about the vaccine. Two class societies. Poor versus versus the, the, the wealthy. It, it just, it never stops. This is the world we live in. And I think at one point in time it might get a little better, but until then, you just have to be prepared for the next wave of extremism in whatever face or shape it's going to present itself. And you just have to know when you see that that you take a step back and do not get involved. You can try to talk to people and talk them out of it somehow by just using common sense, you know, proper conversation. And If you think you can achieve something here, I would say go do it, you know, put some effort in it. Maybe you can win someone over, at least open someone's mind and make them realize I've gone a step too far. And if that's not the case and you think that, you know, it's maybe too late that my words don't work, leave them alone. It's not going to get any better. They have to learn for themselves sooner or later, or maybe never. Um, I might come back to this topic one day, especially when something new has uh, risen to the surface. Until then, I'm still going to write my little, little funny novel that I've been working on. I am... I know that not many people listen to this and listen to me babble. I understand. Um, I'm not making any advertisement for this podcast. I might do that in the future when I have enough episodes that I could share. This is the 41st episode. Um, I am really happy mostly to do this because, like I said, it's like personal therapy. I can let, let go of my anger here. I can... I can rant about things that really piss me off. I haven't talked about movies in a long time. Uh, That's because I'm currently not really interested in any movies. (laughs) I just watched uh, the last episode of Better Call Saul, which was uh, surprisingly moving. I expected something different in story, but this was actually pretty good, and I think it's a fair ending. Uh you should watch it if you haven't its I'm not going to spoil anything this is really, this is good television this is really good storytelling I'm impressed and so are many other people so this is not just, this isn't really a phase or anything like that this is a constant reminder that we can have good television if you just wait for it or give someone a chance to keep writing a solid story and um yeah, that's it. I think I talked enough. My voice is getting a bit rough tonight. I think I am. Um, I am going to finish my beer, and then get back with my uh, MacBook and you know keep an eye on the battery power and you know, the battery usage because that is a bit worrying to me. And keep working. Tomorrow morning I got to go back to work. My, I do like my day job though. I've I've made some. Some uh, positive experiences there, and got some positive feedback for the work I've done, the work I've volunteered to do, and improvements I've made. And it's, I like going to work. I really do. I like waking up in the morning. Even if it's like four a.m., I hate waking up at that time, but I love going to work because I know it's working for me now. I feel happy about it. I don't feel fulfilled. That much, but it's not really about that my fulfillment comes with the artwork I still do or the world of arts I still uh, seem to get my hands on every now and then, especially you know with this writing stuff it's been um very exciting to do so even if I'm a, b- a bit slow at the moment but it's it's good to have something to hold on to you know something that pulls you f- pulls you through keeps you moving forward, keeps you interested and engaged in in. Brain activity, basically, it's just brain activity that needs to be um, maintained and and taken care of on a continuous basis, continuing basis, sorry. Anyway, I want to go. It's late. It's now uh, 9.15 p.m. and I have been talking for two hours straight, almost, just a few seconds left. Uh, thank you for you know listening to me. Um, I, I'm not sure if I made any good points here, but if if I if I did, and you can you, you find this maybe uh, somehow informative or just you know letting go of anger at some point, and maybe you see the things are the same way I do. Uh, that would be fun. But if you see it differently, that's okay. You can also write me if you want. You can contact me over Instagram. You can get uh, my my account is linked with this uh, podcast. So um, if you want to, you can reach out. It's fine. I always, I always like to meet new people. Even if I hate people and I hate the human race, it's, it's okay. You know, I don't mind. Individuals are always cool. So that being said, I wish you all the best, guys. Um, take care of each other. Try, try to be nice. I might come back before I head off into vacation. I don't think I'm going to do podcasts on my vacation, but afterwards for sure. So take care. Stay happy, stay healthy, and good night. Bye-bye.